Hello, everyone. Welcome to Life and a Cup of Coffee. And this is where Kendall and I sit around and talk about life over a cup of coffee. Um, sometimes we, most oftentimes, talk about scripture. Um, right now, I'm going to talk about this delicious coffee. It is not morning, so we are actually having decaf. Decaf coffee. I mean, I haven't taken a sip of mine yet. It's I'm, really good. I'm kind of scared, too. I'm a little irritated that you ate my Pop-Tart. Oh, I know. You guys, he had two Pop-Tarts, and I just thought I'd help him out because he doesn't need all those calories. <laughs> That's not funny. <laughs> That's, anyway, we're having decaf, which is very unusual, but because it's afternoon, we thought we better, because we've already had four cups today. So, um, and I put in this superfood creamer by Laird. Please tell and, me you didn't put that in mine. No, I did not, but oh. it's supposed to help your thinking. Oh, our thinking. Oh, I'm good yeah. with helping the thinking. Yeah. I thought I thought you were going somewhere else with it. It's supposed to help oh, your, no. and then fill in the blank. Oh, but, your mind. Well, what are we talking about this afternoon? Well, everyone? um... This morning during the sermon, you had talked about, um, you had preached about how we use our words, and your approach to it was really different. It was, a, it was, a, yeah. I and I tend to do that now. Um, for those of you who do not know, I am a pastor, and I am a pastor to St. John United Methodist Church. And the sermon I preached on was from James chapter one, verse nineteen, where it is written, "Be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger." Last week's sermon, I, I preached on the, um, being the quick to listen, and this week, yeah, I the thought, hearing, and this yeah. time is the the speaking. Yeah, so um, I mean, you would think I would go practical with it, but I really wanted to emphasize that we, as human beings, created in the image of God. Right? We share His likeness. We are like God, but we are nothing like God. Correct. Right. Um, but we have been given the power of words, and no word that we speak is um, insignificant. In other words, all our words matter, all the way down to saying hello. And I rooted that in Genesis chapter 1, where God brought order into his creation with where he said, it says, and God said. Well, when you speak, you communicate, you use words, right? Yeah. What's really scary is that oftentimes we just use our words and throw them around. and We hurt people. Yeah. But it's not just that. It's a lot of times I have to really think now because you reminded me I'm sorry. during the sermon today that we had to think carefully about what we say because everything that we have that comes out of our mouth can be something very careless. Very careless. And you know, and we... That's the chaos. Yeah. Well, yeah, it really is. And Jesus, he said that we we are accountable with each um, careless word that we speak on the day of judgment. Oh, oh no. Yeah. I I threw that verse in there um, and it was part of our worship service today. So we tied that together too. But back to the Genesis thing, God said, let there be light. His words, when God speaks, it is so powerful that he brings order and he creates things out of just words. He, you know, it doesn't say that, and God did an incantation and <laughs> he said um, the words properly and everything came into existence. No, it just literally just simply says that he spoke words. And the idea is that we are in that likeness. We have been given the great responsibility from God and blessed with the ability to communicate with words. So we can create the chaos or we can control yeah. and, and fix the chaos. Well, we can glorify God with our talk, right? We can lift right. each other up or we can just tear each other down with our well, words. Sometimes it's not just about the words, it's about the tone. 
You can use beautiful words and have a horrible tone, and it just changes the meaning of everything. <laughs> what are you getting? Oh, well, you know. <laughs> We've had that situation before, too. Like, for instance, when um, I am in work mode, I will oftentimes actually take a more robotic type of demanding tone. Yeah. And you're like, well, why are you being this way? And I'm like, this is my work voice. This and you're is- not hearing your tone. Correct. Or, Or... I know I have the tone and I acknowledge that, but I'm letting you know that that is my work. It, it keeps my brain organized. Yeah, it's kind of like, don't. Yes, you can have my pop tart, right? <laughs> <laughs> have uh, at it, Evelyn. It wasn't even that good. What, oh, gosh. And so it's like <laughs> that tone, right? Instead of like, yeah, you can have my pop tart. Instead of like, yeah, you can have my pop tart. Yeah, okay. I don't want your pop tart now. All right. Yeah, your tone was just off-putting it's on terrible. that. terrible. But that's, that you're, no, you really struck um, a point there. Like when we communicate, we're, um, we got, we have to pay attention to how we're saying the words, right? Right? I'm sorry, I was drinking a sip of my coffee. <laughs> well, that's what the podcast is all about. That's you, true. you can do that. Was it too hot? No, I just started laughing because I knew you expected an answer and I was in mid-drink. Oh, okay. Just to let the, um, our audience know, you are in front of me right now. I was wondering what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back to the point because we are uh, considering people's times here when they listen to this podcast. So um, I wanted to ask you, uh, what does it mean when Jesus is the word? Oh, when like in John 1, it ref- John chapter 1, the Gospel of John chapter yeah. 1, it refers to Jesus as the word. Um, yeah, logos or lagos or lagos, however you learned, um, or however you want to say that, that's the original Greek term for word and, uh, logos or lagos, um, it really points to ultimate being, our being, our existence. Now, why, how do we get there? Well, when we say that Jesus is the word, what we mean is Jesus is the ultimate expression of God. Right. So words just don't mean things that you say or read. Yeah, he's not the text, right? Although the word, the communication of God comes to us through the text. There's that revelation. But in Jesus, God creates. It's an expression of God. He is the word in that manner. In um, Jesus, God communicates to us. So he is the word. I think the best way to understand this is through negation. If you remove, okay, the idea of communication, which word is all about. What do you have? You have non-communication. You don't have any what relationship. So with word, we we are created to be relational beings that can communicate with each other and we can express love. We can express everything toward each other through word. What about people who can't talk? Well, you can read word. You can it's it's an expression. You You can write word. You can sing words. You can receive and hear the word. So word, in essence, if you really get down to it, when you remove it, you have nothing, right? You don't have communication. So word is expressing the being of God, okay? And Jesus is the ultimate expression of God who gives life and has brought everything into creation with his word, right? Let there be light. And therefore, Jesus being incarnate in flesh, he is the ultimate expression of God, um, so we refer to Jesus as the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Ultimate expression. Yeah. 
communication. That's a hard thing to wrap our minds around. Uh, within theology, that's a big discussion. And uh, the ancients really had this philosophy surrounding word and what that meant and, um, and um, you know, where we come from in this light and all that stuff. But that can really get into a big um, conversation. But if you really want to understand word in that sense, think about ultimate being. We're the essence of our being, who we are. And Jesus created that. Yeah. And Kendall, when you went to school uh, learning Greek and Hebrew, um, I understand because we talked about this, how Hebrew, like a one word can mean several different things. And so precisely yeah. in reading the Bible, um, it was translated and certain versions have certain meanings. But we know that if you go deeper, oh yeah, you can find out that the real meaning of the word. Yeah, um, and that's a tricky thing because the, the, the thing is words shift throughout time. And the meaning of words. And words shift, through, you know, the meaning of them. With, and here's the culture. Other, exact what? And they also shift from culture to culture, all right? So you could talk about the Hebrew, how they understood that at a certain time and a certain point in their culture, and then go forth a couple hundred years, and that meaning kind of shifts a little bit. So when you when you get to the meaning of the word, you have to marry it with the time that word was spoken and their understanding of it. Yeah, because like in Ecclesiastes with the word, everything is meaningless. Yeah. Um, the the Hebrew word is hevel. Yeah. Is it hevel? Yeah. And that means smoke or what else does it's it It's basically mean? a mystery. Everything's a mystery. And yes. once you think you grasp the idea of it, it's like smoke. It, it's like vapor. It, it becomes something else. Right. And that's Ecclesiastes for it. I thought I understood everything. I had a grasp on it. But when I, when I reached out to grab it, like smoke, like vapor, it just took different form. And so when I read the word meaningless, it takes on a different connotation to me than what that says, only because we have changed what meaningless means in the English. We really now. have, because everything's been emptied of its meaning. Everything's yes. pointless. Everything's in vain. And that's not really what the word meaningless no. means. No. Ecclesiastes is, is part of the wisdom literature, and it's bringing into question, I would say, the wisdom of Job. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the wisdom that you know the um, the statements that you find in Proverbs, I, I would say Ecclesiastes comes along and says, "Wait a second, if you do good, sometimes you don't get rewarded in good." I've seen good people um, get rewarded in bad, and I've seen very evil people get rewarded w- with with great things. What's yeah. up with that? And you're always saying that um, when we're speaking to for me to speak it in certain words because words are so important. Yeah, we have to be clear and concise when we communicate. That's hard to do. Especially these days when everyone provides their own meaning to anything they want. That's true, true, (laughs) truth. You actually now have to like say, what do you mean by that? Because everything, everyone has their own meaning. And then when you give the meaning, you go, what do you mean by that? Yeah, it's very scary (laughs) when you're dealing with a society that doesn't have um, clear definitions of words when they keep on playing playing with them. Hence the chaos. We're back to that again. Yeah, right? it, yeah it's, it's a, a it's vicious a, cycle. Yeah, yeah well, you can almost say it's almost like anti-creation, anti, you know, anti mm-hmm. that that anti-order or non-order. Destroying creation yeah. in a sense. So so when to get down to it, words matter. Mm-hmm. You can be really deep with your words, you can be really shallow with your words, but as Christians, we are to really always lift people up to God. Because if you're not, 
it's the opposite direction. Yeah. And when even when we say hello to someone, um, it matters. Like how we say hi, the smile that we communicate with that. Yeah, there's a hi or hi. Oh, that was so sweet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it really does matter. Um, but I think what I really wanted to get at, and I think what we want our the audience right now, if you're listening, you have so much power behind your words that you really should be careful with it because we're accountable by what we do. And I've read stories of people that just say a nice friendly hello to them and it keeps them from doing, you know, from going to places during that day. Yeah, it just, you could save their life yeah, with a kind word yeah. showing that you care. Yeah, and to me, that's the gospel. Um, today we saw a human being. One would call them sometimes homeless because they're out in the street. But yeah. you indicated today that they're they're not. That's not what you know, the whole thing was. Two people were walking along, and one person looked across the street and he says, "Is that a homeless person?" And the per- other person responded, "No, that is a human being who happens to be homeless." Yeah, yeah. I- anyway, we saw this man, yeah. and uh, we see him all the time. But we drove by, rolled down the window, and said, "Hey, we're going to have a prayer service this weekend. Please join us." And, and on June twenty fifth, and this he weekend. was so yeah, June June twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. He was so excited because we asked him, and he said, "I will be there. It's the church right up the hill, right?" Yeah, you know, and and I love that because I could tell he was genuinely excited. Up. Yeah, he got lit up. Um, but he's a human being who happens to be in the circumstance that he is. No different than uh, me being a human being and me being in the circumstance that I am. Our circumstances are different, but we are all created in the image of God. We are loved by God, but not everything we do pleases God. Amen. Amen. Is that a good word? That's a good word. People, be loving with your words. Be careful with how you use them. Watch your tone with the words that you use. And remember that we have been blessed with so much power by God, by sharing in his likeness with our words. We are like God, but we are nothing like God. Amen. Amen. Amen.